Welcome back to Grounded with Dilly Dave. In today's episode, we're joined by the mesmerizing Hanno Rose, a Melbourne-based artist who seamlessly blends modern pop with soul R&B. As we sit down at Project 281 Coffee Roasters in Brunswick, you'll feel the cozy cafe ambience, adding a touch of authenticity to our conversation. Hanno Rose isn't just any artist. She's a musical sensation who captivates with her effortless sensuality and effervescent confidence. With catchy melodies that are hard to forget and a style that is uniquely her own, Hanna is making waves in the Melbourne music scene. In our chat today, Hanna delves into the art of staying grounded amidst the bustling world of music. We also explore the creative journey behind her recent music video release for Special and uncover the magic of her song-making process. If you want to dive deeper into Hana's world by uh, checking out her music video for Special, you should definitely do that and you can catch her live performances coming up, uh, Radio Bar, Young Gods, so Radio Bar, Saturday the... 30th of September um, so check that out and then she's also performing uh, at Project Legacy a um, an event put on by Vibe Union, shoutouts to Vibe Union so yeah, she's very active currently performing, check her out on Spotify and anywhere you like to consume your music now, it's time to breathe in relax and immerse yourself in a conversation that promises to be as refreshing as it is insightful. Let's get grounded with Hanna Rose. Well, welcome to another episode of Grounded with Dilly Dave. Today, I am joined by the by the lovely light bringer herself, Hanna Rose. Thank you so much for coming on board today. Oh, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be back with you on yes. the relaunch of Grounded. Thank you for acknowledging the relaunch. <laughs> and then, yes, this isn't the uh, the first time that we've had a powwow, a chat on the mic. Exactly. Um, it's been a little while, so if you go on the YouTube channel, scroll down a little bit, you will see the initial interaction. Yes. So to get this started with, you know, a really good way to get grounded is to acknowledge the ground that we're on, the sacred ground that we're on. So I think for us, it's a combination of the Boonwaring and the Ranji people, um, from the Kulin Nation, it's their land that we're recording on today, or that we operate on. So yeah, I just like to acknowledge that. Uh, pay respects to elders, past, present, and emerging. Um, acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded and treaties weren't signed for this land. And um, yes, you know, look into the to the upcoming referendum and the votes. Uh, look into both sides and and yeah, make a decision. Um, anything you'd like to add around that, Hannah? Um, always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Well said. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, um, look, the idea behind this podcast, if anything, it's an excuse to catch up with the people that I like mm-hmm. keeping my eyes on, you know, like, uh, like seeing in the scene and you're, I'm not going to say that you were taking a, a break or a hiatus or you were quiet for a bit, but it seems like you've come in with a lot of 
fire and stuff recently. Yes, yes. I was, well, I was taking a bit of a break. Okay, I didn't want to like assume. Yeah. But yeah, 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 cool. <laughs> I was because at the end of last year, I was just getting to this place with performing that I just was like not loving it. Like the last yeah. show I did, I felt really um, kind of numb. Like I was just going through the motions of my performance and I was like, I don't even know why I'm doing this anymore. Mm. And like, I was just like, this can't be good. Like everyone said I did a good performance, but like, I wasn't feeling a fire for it. And I was like, I just need to figure out why I want to do this again. And so I had to really take a step back and I just didn't have a desire to perform for a while. And I also needed to overcome, um, I've mentioned before, I'm, I'm a 420, been a 420 girl. Hey, same here, <laughs> no doubt, no lies. And, but for me, it was like actually inhibiting my life. Like it was like, I needed to, my goal for the year when I set my vision board up was like, I just want to find my creative inspiration again, mm. be able to tap into what I'm, what I'm calling the genius zone. I got that from Gay Hendricks. It's his book, The Genius Zone. Right. So you're tapping into that creative flow where time, time escapes you. You're just in this like inspired state. Mm. And so I was like, I want to find that again. And I also want to be sober because I know that I wasn't tapping into my full potential in life because I was in like a haze most evenings and you just can't get a lot done when you're like half asleep you know <laughs> I actually um I'm in a similar period myself and yeah. I totally recognize this um you know weed's very deceptive it, mm -hmm. it kind of it lures you into this sense of feeling that you're flowy and feeling that you're creative and feeling that you're tapping into this other thing you know the thing you're you're referring to but it, it's actually not. It is inhibiting your um, maximum output, your exactly. your maximum clarity, and especially, yeah, you know, a few, you know, some people smoke so that it, it helps them to sleep better or yes. like kind of like clears the thoughts of the day. But what happens is you get stoned at night. You wake up and you're not fresh. Exactly. You're not ready. And if you want to have this output, and if you want to uh, kind of have this ultimate performance that is actually rewarding mm. um, to prepare for that there's so much involved you have to you have to plan out your day you have to set things in order yeah. so that's really cool that you've um, you've brought that up and I actually appreciate the honesty because there's so many people that will not talk about it honestly because I guess we get kind of ashamed about it yeah, yeah. well it's scary to talk about because it's like what if someone sees me high because mm. what if I smoke again? I, you know, I'm not going to say I'll never smoke again socially. Yeah, and, I, and I have smoked a couple of times socially since I gave up my daily usage, which I gave up in June, early June. So it's been almost, I think, four months. Great. But this is the thing that, and this is what one of my, I guess, mentors told me and about weed is it keeps you very... Um, What's the word? Isolated. Insular. Yeah, insular. Yeah. Insular. Yeah. Isolated. You come up with all these great ideas, but hey, they're going to escape you before you remember to put action to them. And you wake up, like you said, I'd go to work the next day and I'd be like, I don't want to talk to people. Like mm. I'm not in the mood. Like I feel so groggy. I don't want to connect. So you're not mm. showing up as your full self. You're right. Um, <laughs> yeah. You, it, it's, it's so deceptive. And look, I'm not saying that there's not a place for it. Exactly. Right. And I think, you know, what you've hinted to is it seems more ideal in a social setting mm. as a form of like another way to connect instead of, you know, having drinks 
to, yes. to connect with people. You know, smoking, I think, is potentially a better way. I agree. In certain settings. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it, it has this residual ongoing effect. That's and the it. thing is, like, you know, if you are a daily smoker, it's, it's, it's this thing where you're like, you don't feel satisfied until you've got it. So you spend, it. you spend the whole day not being satisfied, craving this thing. That's and then when it. you finally get it, it's not actually giving you what you want. And if you're a creative and if you're not tapping into if you're a creative and you're not making things consistently and using that energy then you feel like shit that's it i was feeling depressed like yeah. i was feeling so behind on everything and not mm. just my creative thing it's like you know putting off doing the laundry it's all these things you're putting everything off because honestly you can't be bothered getting off the couch mm. so and using it as a coping mechanism mm -hmm. now this probably is a good segue to get into the grounded thing because yes like you said maybe some people use weed as a way to get grounded but in a way it's maybe it works here and there but every day it's not good and the thing is it keeps it's a coping mechanism when you're mm -hmm. using it as a coping mechanism it keeps you here but this is the thing when it comes to getting grounded I think getting grounded is having the we all need to find the tools that give us the courage to face ourselves. People don't want to mm. do the grounding tools because that's harder than the escapism tools. Yeah, because it's actual work. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's and whether that's a daily practice or whether that's uh, tending to the garden or, yeah. or or whatever it is, it's something that it, it's maintenance, right? Exactly. Mm. Exactly. So, but this is what I don't. I think I heard this on YouTube somewhere, but it was like we with the weed thing. It's like you can kind of live almost a mediocre existence of your life. But I want to get to a place where I feel like I'm thriving, like I'm reaching yes. my potential. And I want to go from coping with life to thriving with life, which comes mm. from facing the discomfort. People are too scared to sit with themselves, sit in the stillness, sit with actually getting grounded because it's, it's scary to face the discomfort of life. And that's what I was escaping every day with mm. weed. I couldn't cope. I get very overwhelmed. I'm a very sensitive person. Mm. I'm so sensitive to my environment and it takes me so long to decompress. Right. So I was just like, I'm just going to smoke. But yeah, I'll let you tap in. It's so much. Um, <laughs> I, I think you, what you're saying is, is really important because it's actually better to build the resilience to deal with life instead of finding coping mechanisms. You know, that doesn't mean that like, you know, people can't have a a wine after work or whatever it is uh, the idea is that yes life is uncomfortable yes life is hard yes life is a struggle for everyone you know nobody nobody really has it easy if you're alive you don't really have it easy but if you're doing work on yourself um, in a way that brings you to those elevated states where you can reach what you want where the true satisfaction is when you can when you set goals or set things that you want to do when you have that vision and when you can like meet that vision in the future, when you can manifest it, that's the real satisfaction. That's it. That's the real zest. And doing anything to to water down life or to avoid it is just always going to fucking shoot you in the ass later. That's it. Yeah. That's it because it, it numbs you to the bad shit and the good shit. That's it. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah. Because you think you know, you think you want to get stoned to be happier. Yeah. But what it does, you're right. It dulls your senses. Yep. 
And it's so funny because I'm a mad weed. I love, I adore weed. Like, okay. well, you know, we, we adore it. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but you're right, to truly be grounded, you want to be grounded in reality. Presence. And reality is presence. Reality is, yeah, if something isn't comfortable in that moment, you actually have to sit with it and understand it. You know, kind of really tap into what is that thing that is either giving you resistance in your life or that you fear and you try to escape. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think uh, people need strength of character. People need to be comfortable with sitting with themselves alone, you know, because life is kind of isolating. Mm. And I think that uh, people who struggle to sit with themselves and aren't comfortable hanging out with themselves, that's that's kind of a red flag. you got to be happy to hang out with yourself. you gotta, you got to be happy to, like to rep- represent yourself exactly well i mean they're using the coping mechanism of the attention of other people or um distraction that's a huge one both of them because that's tied with social media the tiktok the mm-hmm. instagram yeah the i think people truly do use the attention of others they leverage that as a coping mechanism mm-hmm. they leverage that to give them a sense of worth or, or importance mm-hmm. and they use it to kind of shy away from the fact that the truth, the goodness, the energy, the the source, it's all inside of you. Exactly. Everything you're looking for is inside of you. And ever since I stopped my daily usage of this, like my life has changed so much. Mm. And I feel like because now like I'm very much into energetic, so my energy is actually radiating my full self, my true self. I'm showing up every day Mm. more vibrant as me. Mm. on a level that you can't see with the eye and people the energetic field around me is responding to that and I am literally welcoming opportunities communities and people into my world that resonate with my my deepest truth with like things that really fulfill my soul and I'm like Mm. I'm like wow this is like this is life when you actually we should go into like grounding tools at some point in this conversation but once you do get past that discomfort and face yourself it's like there's so much power on the other side of that where you are really attuned to yourself and that allows you to connect with people that are really on the same vibe and frequency of you as mm. you. And then you just become like so, like life becomes this really big nourishing exchange. Yeah, everything opens up. You know, you, you have the confidence to open up within yourself because you feel in tune with yourself. You feel mm-hmm. dialed in. And once you dialed into that, you're right, it opens up this whole other bandwidth of other people and places that are operating in that. And if you do have some kind of clear vision and direction, especially as a creative, that means that you're opening the doors of connection and manifestation to happen on a level that would be close to impossible if you were stoned, closed off, isolated, servicing your own comfort. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. That's it. That's what I'm saying. We got to get used to the discomfort and like this era, we're all about convenience and ease. And and it, it it's, I mean, look, everything serves its purpose, but in balance. And and if it's too much one way, we're just limiting ourselves. Yes. All right. Cool. So you just uh, you brought up uh, you because I'm the kind of person that uh, you know a lot of a lot of my things exist in this thought space, and they're not necessarily 
on the paper. Okay. So when it comes to um, some grounding tools that you're aware of or that you use, um, do you want to run down a couple and kind of share them with us? Yes. I, I literally started brainstorming a list and it's like, it's never ending. I keep coming up with more mm. ideas. There's so many tools out there. And that's the thing, like as you start to like use different tools, one day you might be sick of this tool. So let's mm. go to that tool. You actually start tuning into, okay, which tool do I want to use today or in this moment? What would serve me right now? But I mean, there's the obvious one, like meditation. Mm -hmm. But meditation, breath work, yoga, sitting in nature, all these things, what they do is they allow you to stop being like, go, 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 go. You cannot download a lot of inspiration when you're not even sitting still. Mm. You've got to create this kind of like blank canvas in a way to, well, yeah, so meditation and all that, it allows you to slow down and sit with yourself. And like for me, let's say after work, I'm really kind of like wrapped up in all that. I work as a waitress as well. Right. So I'm really wrapped up in all the energy and the fast pace at work. And then afterwards, I feel really like, I don't know, like ungrounded. Yeah, well, when you get home, <laughs> you're still at work, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, you, you know, what is ungrounded in a way it's being stuck in the past mm. or anxious about the future. Oh, yes. Well said. That was really well articulated. Yeah. Yeah. So how do I get into the present? Because the present is where all the power lies. So oh. meditation <laughs> will help you get there. A lot of people are resistant to meditation because they're scared of their mental tapes. Okay. Right. So maybe meditation's not the answer for you. I would suggest breath work for those people. And I would suggest breathwork by sandy on youtube he has so many cool breathwork routines and it's almost like a dance like i love dancing it becomes mm. like a rhythmic breathing thing like there's one example where it's like you breathe two breaths into okay first your belly then your chest and then out so it's like <sighs> okay if you do that for like a minute trust me like your anxiety will subside and you can't you're not worried about what you're thinking about because you're actually focusing on your breathing right the shift of focus really helps move out of that space where you were and bring you into the now exactly so if you're someone that resistant to meditation i would say try breath work and see if that helps you just like settle into your body mm. and um, it would only take <clears throat> five or so minutes really to to access or feel a difference exactly right? and he has like i mean you could just come up with your own routines but for example this guy his 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 breathwork things, they're about 15 minutes. But honestly, they make me feel so much better after. Right. And whether it's you want to gain energy or you want to relax, there's so many different forms of breathwork. Um, and another thing I would say is journaling because, again, with we have so much chatter in our minds and mm. that can keep us ungrounded. Mm. So we need to get the thoughts out. We need to get the thoughts out. And like, that's another thing after work. If I just like write out all these thoughts that are running, running, it's like, okay, yes. okay get it out, done. <laughs> these are great methods. And um, it's cool because both of those things that you've mentioned are very useful, whether you do it in the morning, in the evening or both. And yeah, some people, um, I imagine there's a lot of people that are, that are writers, for example, that mm. do have very busy minds and they are, yes, filled with all these thoughts. But if they don't actually put it down and track themselves, mm. then it's so easy to become lost in that. Yeah. Because none of it is really real in a sense exactly. until you kind of bring it into reality somehow. So I think journaling is really cool because it 
not only does it ground you in just the activity of, of mm, focusing on true. that thing, you know, the just the, the the pulling of the focus into that one thing, but over a series of over a period of time, you can actually track yourself and and see mentally what's been happening, you know, and, and maybe after a period of time, you can either you can either see a change or you can identify some patterns. Yeah. Right. So maybe in a particular time, you, this is a classic thing. You know, it's a Sunday for the for the nine to fivers out there. Yeah. It's Sunday night. You're like the dread. You know, the dread of going in on Monday. Right. Yeah. So, but I think if you sit down and explore that dread before it happens, you could probably uncover the fact that there's, it's really it's all in your head that dread. And if you were to really isolate the things that were giving you anxiety mm. and put them down on like um, on paper. Mm then you could there's something to action there's that's something it. to problem solve there's something to wrestle with and deal with that's mm-hmm. a lot more manageable yes i agree and yeah it gives you like a toolbook to start working with and it's also great when you look back and you and you go oh my god like i've grown since that or i've learned this since that and mm. you and you can find compassion for yourself because yeah we all want to be grounded and we all want to be perfect there but we're all just learning as we go and we can celebrate how far we've come and everyone's kind of operating at the best capacity they can like I have compassion for everyone that is Mm. avoiding themselves who doesn't have the tools but I also just like have this I really wish that everyone would be able to fall in love with connecting with who they truly are and and connecting with their soul Mm. which is what I think being grounded is is being connected to your soul and the oneness between you and everybody yeah, uh, it's really well put. Um, being grounded isn't all about you. Yeah. It's about like you and the universe. It's about you and how you connect, are connect, and are similar, same as everything else. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I think it's... People who, who lack a real sense of connection in their life might think that having more friends or going out more is going to relieve that. Mm. But it's completely the opposite because a lot of that, especially if it's forced, is yeah, artificial. That's it. You know, it's not actually... And especially if you're connecting or going out with people that aren't trying to operate in this similar same way as you, you know, these other people could be setting you or pushing you off your path. Could mm. be maybe they don't even care about your path. That's it. Right? Yeah. Um. All right, so there's there's breath work, there's meditation, there's journaling. Mm. Um, if you want to, because it sounds like, you know, it's all about the mind, body, and soul. Uh, you know, yes. kind of like the three ways you can kind of really al- align or engage with with being grounded. So, on a on a more physical level, what do you do? Because I think the embodiment of grounding mm. is can literally be a workout session and it doesn't matter yeah. what that is i agree but it's something so movement w- yeah. movement so what, what do you do to engage with that well um yeah just easy little yoga um i think it's called I, sorry i'm not a yogi expert i think it's yang yoga i don't know the one where it's very chill easy yeah. stretches i love doing that or going to the park going to botanical gardens i love the gardens because i like sitting down on the ground i live in an apartment building i don't Mm. get to sit on the ground in my backyard Mm. so to sit down 
that's I mean that's a little grounding thing that people do putting their feet in the dirt or like yes. you know walking barefoot on mother earth feeling the grass yes whatever it may be yeah so I don't always you know walk around barefoot on there but just even just sitting down on the grass or looking over a lake or looking over the beach mm. or um yeah just I like to, you know, lean up against a tree. Like, it just helps my... I think it calms my nerve system. Mm. And um, I think just also like a shower or a bath can really right. help you tap into your body as well. So just kind of like um, accessing the elements, right? Mm, senses. The senses, Physical yeah. Physical senses. Because uh, that's as real as it gets. Yeah. Or close to. I mean, there's so many forms of what's, you know, what's really real. But, um, yeah, I think it's cool when you said uh, initially when you were talking about, you know, the breath work and the meditation that there's so many different ways to approach that. And no matter what level of grounding you want to um, engage with, I think people uh, overestimate what's involved. That's it. And what you've described can kind of be done in 20 or 30 minutes in the day yeah right like whether that's five minutes of breath work five minutes of um journaling yeah and you know 20 minutes of being outside or engaging in you know movement mm -hmm. and um I, i've noticed that myself you know engaging in, in similar things for a period of time it just has it has the exact opposite effect of smoking weed daily <laughs> It, That's it. it builds way more energy. You, it, it opens you up. You feel more in tune with yourself. You feel more dialed in to the people and places around you. And you're just ready to go and pursue the thing that you want to do. You have the willingness and the, and the motivation to actually do it in the first place. And, you know, at the start of the conversation, you were talking about how you took a bit of break after having a performance that you felt was lackluster or you weren't in it. And... Obviously, that was coming from a place where you weren't as grounded, right? Mm. So, I think that's really interesting. And, you know, you don't have to be a creative or whatever to engage in any of this. These should be default daily practices that, that people engage with. And you don't need to work out for an hour to feel better. Yeah. yeah. And you don't need to spend thousands of dollars to be grounded either. Yeah. You, you don't have to spend any money at <laughs> all, right? You don't have to right? spend any money. Zero money. You YouTube's know. got a lot of free things too. You, breath work, meditation, you name it, yoga. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That's interesting. Yeah, like... It's funny how the most powerful things that you can do for yourself often take no material extra or That's excess it. Yeah. because everything is inside of us that we really want and we yeah. can get from within it's powerful <laughs> it's powerful alright so recently you've um, released this really cool music video called Special um, which looks an absolute treat the song itself is classic but new R&B lush uh, kind <laughs> of romanticized Hannah Rosé, I guess. Yeah, thank you. Um, do you want to talk about initially the song and then we'll move on to maybe uh, breaking down the music video a little bit? Yeah, definitely. Well, it's been a journey with this song. I started writing it in 2017, so okay. it's like six years ago um, when I was falling in love for the first time. Powerful. And um, see, I'm like a bit of a... 
I'm a late bloomer in many ways in my life, including in my love life. So right. it was like for me with love and then and now, it's something that it's like I so deeply yearn for like this deep soulful connection. Mm. Um, but it's also something that really scares me <laughs> because I just see, I also have this vision of seeing relationships as kind of limiting or mm. I, I, one of my deepest fears don't hate me men is that I'm scared I'll be controlled by a man because I've seen that with my mother and with my sisters and I've just seen that right. in the the history between men and women like a lot of the women in, in I grew up around I don't know even if they flipped back and they became the controlling ones there's always this sense of like someone's controlling someone and I'm really scared of that yeah, the question <laughs> the question used to be or seems to be who is in control exactly instead of how are we working together exactly. So, like I see the ultimate partnership and love and soulful connection. That's like something that I dream of and I love so much. So, anyhow, so I finally meet this guy that like he's like we're falling in love and it's and it's like oh my god my dreams are coming true except wow this is scary as hell because the mm. unknown like is so scary like stepping into a new possibility you know a lot of us even without goals like when that thing that you really want comes up you start freaking out you're like no like i don't know how to go there i've never e been there yeah even more so than normal because the stakes are that much <laughs> yeah. higher right yeah. mm. so basically the song starts out with me saying complicated complex baby a puzzle yes i am insecure and anxious natured a product of my past mm. so it's like oh my god like here I am with all my awkwardness and my anxieties and my fears I feel so weird and then <laughs> kind of burdened yeah yeah I, and and then but because this person this man at the time was really consistent and invested and like really just in it it, it meant like I was able to slowly open up and really surrender to love for the first time and it was like mm. the most exhilarating feeling and so that's what special or special kind of man mm. is about it's about meeting that person that that well especially from the perspective of a woman meeting a man that creates that like stable consistent container that allows you to finally just kind of let loose and let love because a lot of us women we want to love hard and we want to love mm. deep but we want it to be with the right person who actually is looking after us you know yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to engage with that in an unapologetic way because the um, the real raw power and energy around that is arguably the most intense thing that anyone can really um, experience in their life. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's uh, it's one thing to get a billboard hit. Mm -hmm. It's another thing to really engage and, and love on that level, you know? Exactly. Cool. So... <clears throat> You started working on this in 2017. Yes. Um, when it comes to like the instrumentation mm. and, and the song itself, uh, who did you work with? How did it all come together? Um, and and how much like how hands-on are you when it comes to the the production of mm. of these tracks? Yeah. So I took it to the studio in 2020, and I took uh, I was working with SB90 Stuart Lee Brander. He's worked on pretty much most of my music that I released up until this point. Okay. Um, and I'm not super hands-on when it comes to the instrumentation and production. I go, I gave a reference track, which was Next Lifetime by Erica Badu. Oh, cool. And I was like, okay, I want it to sound like dreamy, soulful, romantic and groovy like this. Yeah. 
then we base it off that. But I was also studying at Melbourne Polytechnic for mm-hmm. a couple of years and I was playing it for some, they had some speakers and mentors come in and a couple of them said like, there's a couple of elements missing from this. And especially one of my teachers, when he compared it to the Erica Badu track, mm-hmm. he was saying like, there's so many little intricate embellishments in that, that your song is kind of like, a little bit of a skeleton compared to that. Right. So Almost like a polished placeholder. Yeah. So it had a good foundation, but um, I was getting feedback like it could be given more. And honestly, I'd never worked on my tracks in this way. Like I'd really just, I hadn't played them for people much. I'd just put them out. This was like the first time I was like, okay, let's go back and refine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so I, I met another guy through a friend who who works in a corporate job, but he's had a musical background and he started coming on board and helping me like kind of package it all a bit better or refine. And, mm-hmm. and so he come on board and he, his name's um, Chad Fury and okay. he came on board and embellished the production. And he also heard a couple extra harmonies. Like he added a harmony in the bridge that I love so much. And mm. he also was like, let's stack the vocals more here and here. So he helped me refine the vocal arranging and that's how we got it to where it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's very noticeable. Not, you know, obviously I haven't heard the original or, or what it was, but, but the, the layers and, and the harmonies do really elevate it. And there's this, there's a real energy about it. And, um, it's, very ethereal mm. you know which is what i think is often the byproduct of of people who know how to layer harmonies mm. and and also add different elements yes yeah it's almost like uh adding things that are odd or different can really fill something out create that that's that bigger it. picture yeah so i mean it's, it's actually very brave of you to bring it um to other people and open mm. it up because that's something that we're all so fucking terrified to do totally um especially if it's the thing that isn't finished yeah you know it's like god don't look at it well in my mind it was finished so i was mm. like i'm proud of this let me right, show you right. and then they're That's like so interesting hmm, you could i like what you've got but it can go further and you know what i'm not gonna lie sometimes with my ego when i hear that i'm like really like my like my like little shadow self is like nothing's ever good enough, you know. And then totally, <laughs> totally. But then I actually look back. I'm like, thank God, I just thank God I went back because it's now it's better than it ever was. So yeah, I think that's really good um, insight or advice for anyone else who kind of engages. And sure, there's like you know, there's things like painting or drawing which maybe isn't necessarily the same. Maybe Aww. it's not like something where you'd want other people to you know shed their light on it kind of thing but when it comes to music and uh if you're talking to people who are specialists or really know they 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 know it like they get the material they they have um like they have a a catalog of of uh things to compare to and, and to understand it alongside um then yeah that's uh it's so cool that you were able to elevate you know the community and other people to to really get the most out of yeah. what you can do as an artist exactly and i guess like we could all have blind spots like of course it's important to have your own authentic sound right. and your own ideas but there's there's things that you're just not going to see that other people could see and yeah and your stuff never comes like you don't operate in a vacuum like everything that, that we're doing is 
inspired and mm. influenced and pushed around by yeah. everything else that we've listened to and consumed and absorbed. So we'd be pretty stupid to think that we could take it all the way on ourselves without anybody else. That's it. And yeah. like, I guess the only thing I would say is like, if I was getting advice from someone who loved like heavy metal, maybe I'd be like, well, I mean, I don't know if you really get me. If I feel they get me, right. I respect what they have to say. Right. But they have to um, try and share the vision with you and understand yeah. it. Right? And I mean, that does include like when I was comparing it to the Erica Badu track, like they know what I'm going for. Okay. This is how yeah. you get there. There's like a benchmark or a measure yeah. or a comparison there that really helps instead of them trying to think what is best for you in your head. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. So um, once the track was finished, uh, you worked with, is it Xander Sandbrook? Xander Sandbrook. Sandbrook. Yeah. yeah. Xander Sandbrook. Yes. Uh, who directed and choreographed um, or, or helped no, no. choreograph, directed? There's not really choreography. I guess there's not. There's <laughs> some cool butterfly hands. Okay, that's okay. just me. Like, I'm into the hand movement. Well, it says choreographed on the on the intro title. No, it says cinematography. It? Oh, I can't even read. <laughs> Sounds like I need glasses. Shit. Sorry, it says direction and cinematography by Xander okay. Sandbrook. Sorry. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> and have you worked with Xander on previous videos as well? Um, no, this was our first, first collaboration. Cool. Yes. So how did that come about? So Xander and I were studying together at Melbourne Polytechnic. Cool. Um, he was, he's also a, in, a vocalist. He sings as well. So yeah. um, it was interesting because like, I remember seeing him the first time um, we had a class together and there was something really magnetic t- about him to me. I was like, oh, maybe he could be like a love interest in special. And then yeah. like later down the track, I always downsize. I'm like, how do I make a video simplest way? Okay, no extras, just me. Mm. Um, <laughs> so mm. there was no love interest, but turns out he's a videographer and somehow, yeah, we came up with this we start, decided to work together and it was one of those things where I was actually meant to work with my brother who's a videographer as well right. and and, it, and then our schedules and this and that didn't work out he's a wedding videographer okay it was one of those things where it was like oh my god like I was facing so many hurdles and it just didn't go through I was mm. meant to shoot it like four times I had to reschedule with Cactus Country the location god isn't that the case yeah and yeah. and um but it was all divine timing and Xander stepped in and this was actually his first music video wow that's very impressive (laughs) Um, you know I strongly encourage everyone to to go out and suss it out because yeah uh, Cactus World it's where you shot it Cactus Country yeah Cactus Country an extremely appropriate um, backing for for this song because I think like the the harshness is a cool con like the harshness of the of the cacti and, and you know the red sands and everything is actually very contrast or complementary to the lushness of the track and everything. Yeah. But um also yeah very, it's it's very striking the colours. Yes. That uh, you guys managed to pull out of it and um, you know, arguably technically a a, a s- simple video, but the the strength of each shot the composition, Mm. your presence inside, Mm. you know, obviously there's chemistry between you two, so you feel comfortable to to be you and and kind of, you know, express yourself how you really want to in the moment and kind of get lost into it. So, yeah, there's no sense of um, resistance on any level. It's really well done. Wow, thank you. Yeah, like I'm really impressed with what we came up with and it's true. Like I was feeding off his energy because... 
I hadn't really seen a cameraman like this before. He was like dancing with me. He was like, yeah. I was going like this and he's moving with me and I was just mm. feeding off and like, I felt free and like, yeah, we were just flowing back and forth. And um, the crazy thing about it too is we had like literally no time. <laughs> like I didn't get to look at the shots back because wow. we, I paid for the shot, uh, the venue by the hour. We were racing against sunset. I wanted to shoot at sunset, which is great, but then you're like gonna quickly get the shots before the sun goes down. Yes. Um, and every time I had to change my outfit, I had to walk across this long venue to get go and get changed. So the timing, yeah. the time was so short. Yeah. And I didn't get to. I didn't know what the heck the shots were looking like. I had no time to watch this back. And but you had faith. Yeah, but I well, I just had to go with it. Just go with it and. Um, even at the end, there was a mosquito invasion. It was that time of the year, Ooh. last year, when all these mosquitoes were around Victoria. Yikes. And, uh, yeah. But anyhow, we, I did feel super comfortable with him. And I think that's so important with collaboration. And that's why I feel like we were meant to make this music video together because of the, the energy that we have together. And um, I'm, just, I'm just glad it happened. I don't think Xander is wanting to make more videos at the moment maybe in the future okay. but we made something really special <laughs> special yeah <laughs> shout outs um yeah you, i mean both of you should be really proud and i think yeah when you are when you trust the timing and you wait for the right moments oh. and when you when you know things have to align in a particular way um you know there's no point in handing it to somebody else that you don't know as well even if they mm. might be cheaper or maybe mm. they do have a cool portfolio mm. but you don't have that rapport that that flow because yeah you're right like um for a video like that it does a lot of it does rely on this dance between mm. the the camera person and yourself like if it was if the camera is just stuck on a tri tripod just static yeah. just sitting there like it could be cool it could still look nice but it doesn't have this... Um, the movement. <laughs> this movement, right. Yeah, yeah. It's very cool. I was very impressed. And, you know, I I know just a little bit about our video, but, um, yes. yeah, you guys nailed it. Like, when it comes to not overcomplicating something and just uh, just just serving the, the song, you mm. know, I think you guys did really cool. Thank you, yeah. Considering how we made it, like, I'm so happy with it. And we had a... We had one assistant with us, my, mm. my friend Ellie, El, sorry, Ellie. She was helping us. She was playing the music back, holding the reflector. Right. We had one person helping us. I'd right. advise more for people doing shoots in the future, but... But it also demonstrates <laughs> what you can do with three people. Like, That's it. Um, yeah, it's really interesting, like, uh, with, the, with the videography... I think there's a combination of people who overestimate how much is involved and underestimate how much is yeah. involved, right? And, you know, if you're just a camera person and you're just focusing on shots and directing, there's only so much you can really manage. Right. You know, you can't then also plan to play the track or, yeah, I mm. mean, who's going to hold that reflector to add that fill light that is going to lift mm. the frame in yourself and give you some, some more pop and, yeah. I think there's, there's so many videographers out there who are offering and I've been this person you go out there you offer cheap services and you don't actually serve the artist and the project right in the sense of you know it's not out of ill intent or, mm. or, or anything like that but it's just um, not actually knowing what is involved not planning for it and especially when the time and resources are, are thin or small, you know, mm. you have got to really maximize what is happening in those moments. Yes. 
Yes, and yeah, Xander definitely did that. But yeah, there is a lot that goes into it, and like even what outfits you wear, how you do. I'm very much into how what outfits I'm going to wear, how right. I do my hair and makeup. Right. And <laughs> I like. I guess as a videographer on that side, you can't control that type of stuff. And I've spoken mm. to some artists that they don't love making videos. Like the, like I know someone who does pretty well as a songwriter and as an as an artist. And um, but she has not really got any desire to make videos because she says it's a lot of effort and it's not something she really loves. Whereas for me, I've mm. actually found I love making videos. I love expressing myself in that way and I love pulling it together aesthetics and I love finding a great net nature backdrop like mm. I love aesthetics and visuals so well it really shows because like you know <laughs> aside from you know the the costume and the makeup and the outfits which which all it's so obvious that there's thought put into that it's, it's so obvious that like there's a color palette in mm. mind mm. Um, but yeah like it's a performance, right? And yeah. if you are, if you're a musician who might not necessarily, who doesn't, who likes making songs, yeah. but doesn't necessarily like going out to perform and feel it out, you know, right. then, then yeah, I guess uh, making music videos could be, could be some resistance towards that. Um, and I guess it isn't for everyone, but you know, to underestimate the power of visuals for your music and what they do for your audience, mm. not only to excite them and to give them great content but to reach them in the first place right exactly yeah mm. so I'm hoping to make more videos as I keep going yeah well, <laughs> I'm sure you will I mean it's interesting I feel like your music really uh, really does allow visual imagination really and I'm not sure if um, I do think it's a combination of the writing mm. Um, but just sonically, like, you know, I feel like sonically when you close your eyes, things are happening, you know, when you're hearing that music, because it's not like a tight beat and it's not, it's not a, you know, your, your tracks aren't very formulaic or format like, no, you know, they're not. it's this blend of things, it's movement, it's like a little world building. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I guess that's like a combination of of writing and everything else but I mean you know what do you think about that yeah that's true I mean what the main way I started writing my songs is with without any formulas without chords people don't realize like I don't I, most of my songs I had no chords no instruments mm. I literally just start writing the lyrics and the melody and then I take it to the producer and they make the beats now I've done them the I've reversed it that but yeah. that's what what my main the songs I love the most and that are most personal to me they just drop in like that mm. and there is no formula and like I've not and look I could probably gain something from studying like like strategies and methods of songwritings right. but that's not really what I do I just speak my truth mm. and I go from there and the the thing as you say a world building I'm one thing I really like to create with my music is a climax, like getting mm. to a, like this peak of like emotion and energy and harmonies. And I like to, pl I love to play with vocal stacking mm. and um, yeah. That's well said. You're right. Like uh, there is a build, this is crescendo. Mm. And, and then like the most satisfying part of that is like 
the release or the mm. drop or, or however you want to like articulate it. And yeah, I actually didn't really think about that, but yeah, your, your, your songs do have like a swell or a build, <laughs> like there's this obvious yeah. kind of like, yeah, I mean, how, um, how, do you, how do you plan for that or create that? I'm not really sure. Like, I guess for me, it does start with just like the natural dropping of the verse and the chorus. And there's not really yet that climax. So yeah. I just build the foundation. And then usually the bridge is I, I come up with after I've got the like instrumental down. Right. And I don't know. It just kind of like organically comes out of me that at that point, like I, I want to have this peak of emotion and, and, and intensity. Mm. And... I just go home and I play around with different harmonies and different ad-libs and different, you know, actually, I'm gonna not going to lie. That's where weed has come in handy with a lot of my tracks. They did help me ad-libs come up with weed. good vocal arranging. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, it's good for adding a little sprinkle of yeah, ideas. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there was definitely some influence of that along the way. But um, right. yeah, it's, it's not even really something that I'm like, okay, how do I manu- maneuver this? It's just like kind of what naturally comes to me. Right. So you kind of lay out the land lay out the foundation and then once you can once you have that loose structure well Mm. actual concrete structure Mm. then you can you can find where that that mountain or whatever is over there cool yeah because i think um to try and start up there would be very difficult right yeah i don't think that's the way we've got to get in grounded first (laughs) powerful (laughs) awesome i think that could almost be a, a pretty good way to kind of to get close to wrapping it up mm. Hannah what are you uh, what are you working on or up to at the moment do you have any gigs or anything coming up um, I asked that knowing that there is one coming up and I could drop this before that is coming oh really yeah. okay yeah so I do have a two gigs coming up cool. one is on Saturday this Saturday the 30th of September yep um, Young Gods Radio Bar I'm, I'm going to be on around 9pm yep uh, for a half an hour set and cool. then there's the Vibe Union Project Legacy yes. at Ferdy Dirk, October yes. 19th, Thursday, October 19th. I'm really excited about that one. There's been some cool um, pro- Project Legacies there. Ferdy Dirk is totally the spot for that kind it of is. stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, the recent one had uh, Shining Armor and a few other classics. But um, yeah, Ryan's doing a good work. He's and doing great. Yeah. 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 So shout outs to Ryan Vibe Union as always. Yes, of course. Yes. Yeah, so there's that. And then, um, you know, Special and my other song I put out two years ago, Home Sweet Home, they are a part of my second EP. So I'm working on wrapping that up. Cool. And hopefully my, my aim is really just to be more consistent with my releases. So I'm hoping to release something else in a couple, you know, sooner than later as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess with this uh, newfound, you know, clarity and energy and direction and uh, organizing of your life that is so much more obtainable, right? Yeah, it's so much more obtainable. Like, <laughs> I actually have time to do things, but yeah. That's awesome. I really appreciate you coming on today. Oh, thanks for having Sharing. Me. I feel like you've given us great ideas and insights. <laughs> and um, yeah, as always, it's uh, nice chatting. Yeah, thanks. Dilly cool. Dave. Thank you for having me. Cheers. All right, guys, you know what to do. You can find us on all the platforms, follow, subscribe, etc. But most importantly, stay grounded.